0: Welcome to the Virtual Power Teams podcast, the number one podcast for working remotely and building powerful virtual teams. My name is Peter Ivanov, international keynote speaker and author of the book Virtual Power Teams, translated in six languages. Tune in every Tuesday for the very latest in virtual leadership or visit my website, peter Ivanov. Welcome to the Virtual Power Teams podcast. And again, today we have a very exciting guest, Nini Fritz directly from Bali and this coconut is not a prep or not a it's a very real and I guess it contributes to Nini's smile. Uh, (laughs) Nini is amazing she is entrepreneur digital nomad and she had fantastic projects that she will tell us about but before any further ado Nini welcome to the podcast and tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. And I can promise you the coconut was not made up. I just really craved a coconut and I was like, oh, let's just gotta bring it to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's authentic. As a guest, um, and that already gives away where I am. I'm living on the tropical island of Bali, uh, which is also a remote hotspot. Um, so I'm surrounded by a lot of like-minded people who are also um, are big advocates for the future of work, uh, for living a location-independent lifestyle. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Um, more specifically, my uh, job is to connect people for a living. Um, I basically have two business babies. One is connecting people offline with my digital detox icebreaker game. I connect. I connect stronger than Wi-Fi. It's called, um, and it's meant to just get people off their screens and have more meaningful conversations and yeah, more meaningful human interactions again. And I also try to do that virtually with the work happiness project, which is the other business that I have that is more focused on team building and culture building for remote companies so the idea is that when teams are distributed all over the globe um, that they still feel the sense of connection the sense of belonging so the freedom to work from anywhere doesn't have to come at the sacrifice of um yeah belonging and feeling feeling lonely and isolated so yeah I just want to make people happy. <laughs> yes,
0: making people happy, connecting people, stronger than Wi-Fi, um, yes. <laughs> and building teams remotely. We have many things in common. I remember where we met a month ago or so in Lisbon at the Running Remote, Yeah, this aha moment, that we have so much in common, so similar approach, and yet different and complementary and synergetic. Tell me, when was the moment in your life when you decided... This is my calling. This is what I have to do. You know, when you did quite a few things, you know, Digital Nomad Inc., And then these two babies. Tell me how, when was it and how it felt to make these decisions and to successfully go forward?
1: This is a brilliant question. I've actually never been asked that question so specifically. Um, so I think it, after all, it was more like an accumulation of like different life events that kind of always fine tuned mm-hmm. uh, what I wanted to do. Um, so I think it's just ingrained in my DNA that I have probably like a higher sense of freedom, independence and thirst for like adventure life and happiness. Um, than probably like the average human at least that's what I was told so I knew that like you know like a normal normal cubicle office job is probably not my way to happiness so yeah I actually took a, a bucket list year a gap year after my master's and yeah I took a year of doing all the things I always wanted to see and do And I had always like a big journal document and it was called, what is it called? My future job um, brainstorm list or something. So every time I discovered something new about myself that I knew that was like an essential part of my future um, career or professional life, I put it down in my notes and like was trying to kind of, see a pattern in the things that I enjoy doing and the things that give me energy Um, and yeah just basically after this year of exploring the world and most specifically um, exploring myself um, I realized that the thing that I'm doing best is like living life to the fullest and con- meaningfully connecting people. Um And there's this saying, I think it's actually Pablo Picasso who said it. Um If we use our purpose in the service of others, or if we use our passion in the service of others, it becomes our purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the quotes that resonated with me so much that I was like, so... I just need to find my passion and then find a way to share it with the world. And uh, yeah, I found it in that.
0: (laughs) Wow. It's quite spiritual and emotional, but at the same time, systematic, discovering the patterns, you know, going through it. Amazing. Tell me, have you ever, you know, encountered failure? Have you been at the spot where you were about to give up and how did you overcome it?
1: I love your questions, Peter. <laughs> um, been on a few podcasts, but like you ask very unique questions. I have to say, that really make about my answers. Um, I do think of failure in different ways. I would uh, certainly agree that a lot of things that I've like tried out they did not work the way I planned them. Um, but I think failure is a big word. Like I've never came to a point where I'm just like. Scratch this, I'm out of here. But I definitely had moments where and I'm still going through you know the roller coaster because you learn, you grow, um, you figure out what's working and what's not working. But I consider it more as like fine-tuning my strategy and fine-tuning my approach.
0: Can you give and, us a specific example if if that's possible? That would give us a bit more.
1: Um, so I would say maybe when it comes to, um, well, technically before I was, um, before I was doing my, my own thing, I was working for two years remotely, um, for an Australian coaching company. Mm-hmm. Um, finally I found my previous boss on a TEDx talk. So I watched his TEDx talk when I was still living in Amsterdam, really, really got me inspired to like change my life and, uh, yeah, I moved to Australia. I reached out to him. We met for a coffee and then I ended up working for his company. Um, And I really loved the message they were spreading. It was kind of this bucket list uh, principle. Um, I actually did my coaching license with them and I was working in uh, marketing for them. So I was the global head of marketing and working remotely. And I just felt like, On paper, I was like living the dream, you know, it's like working remotely, like Mm -hmm. purpose-driven job. I love the message, but I did feel like lonely at times. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I was like, I don't want to complain because a lot of people would give the world to do what I'm doing. But I was just sitting in front of my laptop, like Mm -hmm. all day, like not talking much more, like creating stuff, but I'm a people's person. And I Mm -hmm. kind of thought, you know, in a way like um i thought that you have to pick if you want the freedom or you want to connect with people like if you want to work with people go to an office but if you want to be free that's the sacrifice it takes um so i kind of felt a bit stuck in terms of you know do i want to go to an office or do i want to be want to be free but then you know coming to that moment in my life i actually just reinvented the wheel and was like well there are probably more people feeling like that that they Mm -hmm. want to be free um but they also want to feel more connected so I just took that as kind of my springboard to uh, create something new and actually leave my marketing job and focus on team building for remote companies and um you know through that I encountered some challenges I would say sales is just something I've never learned and I don't know. There's some some hazards around, like the sales part. So it's like, oh, I just gotta find a way to work smarter, not harder, so I can reach a lot of people, um, and yeah, on a bigger scale. And I just ended up teaming up with a bunch of team building companies, um, who were then in charge of the sales, and I could focus on just being the best facilitator and coach. So, you know, always when I face a challenge, and we're like, oh, I'm not good at that. I don't enjoy that. It was for me, it was more like an awakening to feel like I need to change something. And if I don't know the solution, I have to come up with one. Um, so, yeah, it's just learn as you go. And now I have to say I feel so comfy in facing challenges um, that I'm almost I don't want to, you know, curse mm-hmm. it. But I feel like I came to a point that I feel so um, excited almost when I face mm-hmm. a new challenge just to know, I get out of this uh, out of this situation as like a grown person, and like mm-hmm. by overcoming this challenge, I grow on a personal, professional level. So, uh, yeah, That's like it. changed my way of thinking of failure more in terms of creating opportunity for growth.
0: Quite a journey, quite a journey. Tell us, you mentioned you know connecting, and then the happiness. What's yeah. the role of happiness in team success? you know, how do you bring about happiness to make teams stronger and perform better?
1: Oh, I absolutely believe that happiness is the new productivity. Um I think that's something that is extremely underestimated by thinking you know it's all about happy hours and becoming the new Google by making your people happy, but that's not what it's all about. It's more about you know creating like a workplace. Where people feel safe to be themselves, safe to mm-hmm. express themselves, um, in their emotional state, like in mm-hmm. you know the way they are, um, and therefore actually have more creativity. They have more focus on producing better outcomes for their companies because their mind is not busy drifting away into like the could have, would have, into uh, you know like missed out opportunities, into. We underestimate how much energy it takes us to pretend we're someone we're not mm-hmm. and like keeping up the, I would say, pathetic and ha- fake happy face when we're not. Mm-hmm. So I think by actually helping employees to have a more, you know, holistic well being and more holistic happiness yes. in their personal lives, it actually, and numbers show, like translates into their performance at the office. Yes. I think actually life satisfaction and job satisfaction you quote me on this but i think there's like a 31 percent uh percent correlation it means mm-hmm. like they're happier they are with their lives yes they're happier they in their jobs and vice versa so that also positively impacts their performance productivity um their enthusiasm on sales calls like they're yes. you know like enthusiasm is contagious so we spill that over to a team to a um, final like to the end customer it's a ripple effect of you know of of an uplifting spiral
0: yeah excellent excellent so how do you do that can you shed a bit of light on your approach you know to make people not to make them happy as you said like google but you know intrinsically you know they're happier and contagiously deliver better yeah. results and engage. How do you do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, not going to lie, ice cream in the office, free ice cream definitely helps.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I the person with an ice cream, I think, unless mm-hmm. the, the scoop fell out of the cone. You're um, in, in
0: the hot space of the world.
1: <laughs> when we talk about remote teams, so there's no office, freezer. Yes. Um, well, I would say in the end, we all know that like companies don't make their employees happy. Like it's the job of the employee themselves to, you know, take charge of their own happiness. Mm-hmm. But companies can definitely implement the systems and um yeah, support them on their way to actually uh, um make it easier to make themselves happy mm-hmm. and uh yeah, support them on their way um so this i work is
0: example of uh yeah. you know part of this system that brings yeah. results like top two if you could
1: yeah so um the work happiness project is mm-hmm. pretty much based on three core pillars mm-hmm. um that all add to like more happiness at work the first pillar is live fuller the
0: mm-hmm. second
1: one is connect deeper and the third one is be happier yes and uh, pillar comes with a bunch of different workshops so for instance for the lift Fuller, um we have the 12-step bucket list workshop mm-hmm. so that is based on this wheel of life idea that we have to have like eight to ten different areas in our lives that need to be in balance in order to live like a, a holistic uh, personally fulfilling life mm-hmm. um And then we work with a blueprint that is called My Bucket List. And for every letter, we have one specific bucket list category. Mm -hmm. So K would be kind acts for others, or T is like take lessons. Mm -hmm. And they get like 50 suggestions for each of the categories. And then every um, employee can create their own tangible action step or action plan for life. Or bucket list and uh, get more clarity on their own goals and dreams which helps them to connect deeper with themselves yes. to self-care first and you know really figure out what is it that I want to do that fills my own cup and that kind of supercharged me from inside so I can actually give more and have more of these self-growth moments and yeah also learn like goal setting in a very positive way And of course, it's a beautiful tool to also get to know your teammates, like learn what inspires them as like a human being and not just a human doing in the role they perform at the office and for the company as well to use their team's like personal goals as incentives to actually um, perform better on their professional goals. So instead of using financial incentives, they just use their bucket list goals to motivate them to, yeah, get stuff done.
0: I love it. I love it again and again. Human yeah. human being instead of human doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Okay. So what was your most exciting experience with these remote teams that you're building? Most exciting or maybe the happiest experience, if you could, you know,
1: share? Um, ooh, luckily I had a lot of highs. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't recall too many lows. Um, I mean, I get big, big highs from moments of like, people texting me individually, like weeks or months after the workshop, that they've actually taken something Mm -hmm. off their bucket list. That just makes me like, it's very rewarding for the job that I'm doing to feel like it has an impact. Um, But I think in terms of like numbers and effect on the team, I ran a digital detox workshop with uh, Dell, like a leadership yes. uh, team of them. Um, and it was kind of like a leadership program. So they didn't really know each other and they just went through like a month training together. Um, and I structured the work to, workshop into disconnect to reconnect. Mm-hmm. So the first part was about learning how to consciously unplug. And the second part, we used um, the game, like the iConnect game to actually you know help them to play some icebreaker Mm -hmm. questions and rotate through the breakout rooms and really get to know each other and i ran like a survey before how connected they felt and after and yeah i was just extremely happy to see that after like one session they actually increased Mm -hmm. their level of connectivity by i think it was over 60 Mm percent It felt like more more than, like it was something 22% connected before, like over 86% connected or something yes. after the session. And just seeing like the instant effect it had on their like connection levels. And also yes. me just sitting in a workshop going through the breakout rooms and seeing how slowly but surely everyone had their camera turned yes. on, got more engaged, like laughing, like didn't yes. want to
0: speak.
1: Yes breakout room so yeah yeah. very great to see it in effect
0: we share a passion here you know it's quite intangible but if you see you know the eyes lightening up you know more smiles and people you know be themselves it is it is amazing do you do you know from them or from any other example what was like the impact on either the bottom line or any productivity gains did you get any more tangible kind of
1: Unfortunately not, I would uh, love to say, but other than actually measuring back yes. the connection level, um, I didn't run like a long term survey. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: it, it usually takes know. a longer engagement as well. I mean, you could do a brilliant job, get them connected and they, they got the energy and go on. If you want yeah. this impact on the bottom line, usually you need to be with them longer and measure yeah. this before and after. Yes, yeah. no, that's that's fair. And, What would be your number one advice to people leading remote teams or virtual teams or now hybrid teams for the leaders? What would be your number one tip?
1: I would always say invest in meaningful connections.
0: Like Mm -hmm.
1: people leave, don't leave like bad jobs. They actually leave like toxic work environments. They... Mm -hmm leave like teams without meaningful connections and, you know, feeling like they're not being seen. Again, yes. we come to the human doing versus human being approach. Yes. So the key to like a healthy and happy and positive work environment is just, yeah. Treating your employees, which I think should be common sense, but apparently mm-hmm. it's not um, as you unique individuals, individuals but like, Goals and dreams, see them, reward them, make them feel heard, um, and yeah, really, really invest into connection making online and offline. Mm-hmm. Schedule like coffee meetings, um, get them together on an offsite retreat. That's the super glue that bonds. That's yes. how you actually keep them engaged. Um, and yeah, actually as part of the team for a long time because then they have no reason to go to another company because building this network and this community is something that's very difficult to replace.
0: Absolutely. I call it gravity, this thing. I say the virtual team is like the atom. You have the nucleus and the particles. And particles Mm -hmm. are the team members. And nucleus is not the boss. It's the team purpose and goal. And then fostering the gravity through... (laughs) uniqueness yeah. of the team members that's where yeah. you you know you win the war for talent people you know want and fight to work with you if you wish so last question what do you think is the future you have a crystal ball if this coconut <laughs> was a crystal ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is the future of remote virtual hybrid teams how do you see the roadmap what do you think will happen in the future of work and in particular with you know working in Virtual teams.
1: I mean, it's not a secret, but I do 100% think that the future is remote, if we want it or not, but like location independence, um, it's just and flexibility. I think, you know, we level up to the next level where location independence is no longer enough. Like we now want flexibility in terms of asynchronous work in terms of, you know, work whenever, not just wherever. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the key thing. Also, we shouldn't underestimate the power of AI. Mm-hmm. I'm not too much in the topic of, you know, like what's what's being invented on that. But I think that's definitely a huge part of yes. the future. Yeah.
0: How? Oh. That would be the very last question. You know, the role of AI and how can you integrate AI and people in a powerful team? You know, tackling the fears, it will take my yeah. job, but rather being a partner. Do you have any, any insight just on that? <laughs> uh,
1: lucky you, because I was just drafting my LinkedIn post about that today. Like I'm mm-hmm. finding a LinkedIn post about, you know, how we can actually use AI in our favor to boost human connection and not just uh, to replace human connection. Um, and I generally think there are a lot of like great tools and also a few companies that pitch their tools, like um, Slide, for instance, at running remote, mm-hmm. um, where we can use it um, as an like as an add-on to kind of personalize and uh, deepen human connections. Um, I think Slide had this tool where you can basically based on the notes uh, of an employee that they publicly share and you get an idea of like their interests and their persona mm-hmm. it gets you like i think there's something about like getting a customized birthday gift for someone mm-hmm. so instead mm-hmm. of you know just giving them a 50 euro amazon voucher mm-hmm. ai actually helps you to feel like oh what's something this person would actually really enjoy how can we make this person happy based on their needs yes. based on their And then it's like a more personal approach coming from your company, so you actually feel more appreciated as individual. And I think that's just one of many examples where we can use the power and the intelligence of AI to connect deeper um, with the people around us, but not use it as a substitute.
0: That opens, you know, a topic for the for the next podcast. You know, chief people officer has been always human, chief happiness officer. Do you think AI will kind of uh, become an integral part of this role?
1: Um, I would say um, when it comes to making genuine human connections, that's one thing the AI cannot replace. You know, it can give us the tools, it can give us the icebreaker questions, it can give us the virtual escape room, whatever, but it cannot replace the power of like a genuine yeah. smile or like a hug or you know s'mores over the bonfire on an yes. off-site retreat like i think that is still the job of a human being yes. um that can be replaced
0: and that's the good news yeah augmented yeah. empowered by ai we could build yeah. more powerful connection enjoy live happily and deliver more nini it's been amazing In in like 20 minutes, we packed so much inspiration. Thank you so much. Good luck on your journey. Thank you
1: so much. I look forward
0: to meeting you again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Peter. Thank you for listening to this week's Virtual Power Teams podcast. Review and subscribe to get the latest episodes. And remember to pick up your copy of the book, Power Teams Beyond Borders, to create your own virtual power team. See you next week.